Hey, what's up, everybody? Dean Rogers. Welcome back to the Dean Rogers Show. Today, I've got a special guest, Jay Connor, the Private Money Authority. Welcome to the show, Jay. Hey, Dean. Thank you so much for having me come on here to talk about my favorite subject, which is private money. Private money. I love private money, too. We have uh, a very good thing in common there. <laughs> yeah, you were just telling me a little bit about that. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't beat a six-figure uh, profit deal that wouldn't have happened unless you had the private money lined up ready to go. That's right. That's right. Hey, guys, welcome to the Dean Rogers Show, where we talk about real deals that we're doing and bring on awesome guests to talk about how they're finding success in their business to inspire and motivate you. Don't forget to like and subscribe. All right, see you on the show. So private money we know is so important for your business to be able to, to grow and scale. And you know, if we just saved every little dollar to try to do the next deal, probably would not go nearly as far as if you had the relationships with private lenders. So Jay Connor, the private money authority, let's dive right into it. Um, Let's talk about who you are and the and the type of deals you're doing. Like, how did you get started in real estate? Sure. Well, believe it or not, I've been full time uh, for uh, since 2003, and I'm in a small area, only 40,000 people in my total target market. I live in a small town of only 8,000 people here in Moorhead City, North Carolina, right on the East Coast. And uh, I grew up in the mobile home business, but the consumer financing went away on that product. And I knew if I ever got out of it, I wanted to get into single family houses. So I started in 2003 and, um, you know, we don't do a ton of deals, but we do two to three houses a month in our small area. Our average profits now are $74,000 per house that we wow. do. And the first six years, Dean, I relied on local banks and mortgage companies to fund my deals. The first six years, that's all I knew. I didn't know anything yeah. else. I never heard about hard money, never heard about private money, uh, never heard about creative financing and all that stuff. And I tell you, man, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was sitting here at my desk and I called up my banker on my phone. We actually still have landlines here in Moorhead City. And I, I, I called him up and I'd had this conversation with my banker many times. I told him I had two deals under contract. And, uh, the, and they represented over $100,000 in those two deals. Now, bear in mind, this is all the way back to 2009 after being in the business for six years. And I learned very quickly that I'd lost my line of credit. I'd been shut down from the bank with no notice. And I learned every other real estate investor in the nation was experiencing the same thing. And I tell you what, Dean, when I hung up the phone there, my first thought was, well, what am I going to do? And quitting was not a choice. I picked up the phone. I called my friend Jeff in Greensboro, North Carolina. He was a real estate investor at the time. I said, Jeff, and I told him what had happened. He said, welcome to the club. And I said, what club? He said, the club of losing your line of credit at the bank. They just cut me off last week. I said, well, what are you doing to fund your deals? He said, private money. I said, what's well, private money? Uh -huh. So he told me a little bit about it. I learned about private money and I put my program together where I started teaching people in my local area what private money is and how it works and how they can get high rates of return safely and securely. It was the biggest blessing in disguise, Dean, that, that's ever happened in my business. I've never missed out on a deal since that experience. If it was for the, that difficulty, 
You and I wouldn't be here today talking about private money. I was able to raise $2,150,000 in less than 90 days in new funding that I didn't have in place. And so, you know, it's in the valleys, it's in the challenges, it's in the difficulties where quantum leaps take place. Mm -hmm. And I'm cut off from the bank 2009. My business tripled in the next 12 months because I had all that private money available to fund my deals. Beautiful. Man, if that, uh, if that isn't a good lesson right there is in times that are challenging, right? If you're resourceful and you learn new skills and are continuing to grow, then new opportunities will blossom. And, and you did exactly that. So, um, man, that's awesome. So just doing it with banks at first is pretty crazy. I mean, being an established investor and doing two to three deals a month without any of the resources that most are aware of, at least today, um, just because of all the information that's available, there's still so many people that don't understand private money and what it can do for a business, let alone hard money, right? So what's what's it? we're throwing some terms around here. What What is private money? What is hard money? And what are those differences? Well, there's some big differences. So first, let's start with private money. All right, so private money, by the way, hard money does not equal private money. The people, you know, people interchange those terms and they hard do. money is not private money. Let me start with hard money. Hard money is typically referring to a brokerage, referring to a company that has a fund, a fund, and that brokerage has gone out and raised money from private money lenders, investors, and those private investors have invested in the fund that the hard money lender has. And then the hard money lender loans that money out to us real estate investors. Well, private money is going directly to the source. Private money or a private lender is an individual, a human being that loans money to us real estate investors, either from their investment capital and or their retirement funds to get high rates of return safely and securely. So in this world of private money, we're circumventing the hard money lender, hard money broker. And by the way, I got a number of really good friends that are hard money lenders. They are hard money brokers. And I say establish as many relationships as you can with as many people. But if you can go directly to the source of private money, and that's individuals, you're not going to pay 12 or 14 percent. You're going to pay 8 percent. You're not going to pay any origination fees and points like you would to a brokerage. Um, the term is not going to be six, nine or 12 months. All my terms are two to five years that I can pay off early with no penalty. And the biggest difference between hard money and private money is hard money. I always got to have skin in the game. I always got to bring money to closing. But when I'm borrowing money from a private lender, I always get a big check. I tell you my favorite <laughs> phrase on my real estate attorney's checks that I get are excess cash to close. And Dean, I love me some excess cash, right? Gotta love excess cash. So I, I buy properties. And by the way, private money is for single family houses. It's for commercial, you know, small apartments, whatever. And so I always borrow more than I need to buy when I'm using private money to fund a deal. And I bring none of my own money to the closing table. And I bring them a big <laughs> check, particularly 
when there's a rehab involved, it's very common for me to bring them a $40,000, $50,000 check or more when I buy a property and take none of my own money to the closing table. You think that'll fix your cash flow problem? Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah, Will. Uh, believe me, you are speaking to somebody who lived um, feeling like I was on the conveyor belt of cash coming out and more going out. When I was doing uh, you know, 20 flips at a time and taking on new projects, it, it felt like I was so cash poor because I had so much money out on projects and it was tied up there and I wasn't leveraging private money in the way that I should have. Absolutely. I mean, you know, private money is the biggest and fastest and best way I know to actually fix your cash flow problems. If you have cash flow problems, I mean, stop and think about it. As you know, Dean, I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but you may have a listener that hasn't heard this. I mean, stop and think about it. You have private money. You borrow more than you need to buy. But by the way, don't over leverage that thing because my typical criteria is I'm not looking to borrow more than 75% of the after repaired value. I didn't say 75% of the purchase price right. because obviously I'm not bringing home a big check and protecting my private lender unless I am buying at a huge discount from the seller. And obviously the deals are not in the multiple listing service today. All these deals or we're buying directly from the owners of the property. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah. So for me, I mean, just the example I told you as we jumped on, I had a property that we got under contract on Wednesday. Okay. We, we opened escrow first thing that morning. We told escrow, hey, we want to close this thing as fast as humanly possible. And the seller owned it free and clear. Now, fortunately, I had enough funds in the bank to fund it myself and get it closed. But I have lived out, right? When I have done that, chances are other things pop up and I wish I had my own money back, right? Um, that happened just a couple of weeks ago where we we had sent out a wire for 228,000 to buy this property and it was a quick flip to another investor. And boy, just a week after that, I was like, well, I wish I hadn't done that because I want I have another you know, project I want to put it into. So um, this this property that we we got under contract open escrow yesterday, we're closing it. I just got a text message right now. Escrow has the money in, the documents and releasing to record. And that was a private money funded deal. We bought it. We're buying it for 150 and we're the private lender wired today, 180,000. So I'm going to get a check for $27,000 that we're going to use for the remodel. And um, and have no money in the deal at all. It's beautiful. Hey, how does that make you feel, Dean? Feels amazing. <laughs> <laughs> feels great. Um, and guess what? They feel great too. The private lender feels amazing. And and how can I get more of my money into more of your deals? Is the question that I've had from from that private lender and several others just recently. Private lenders Absolutely. are looking to put their money to work. And so if you obviously have opportunities and have the relationships and trust, then uh, there can be an abundance of private money available. Well, you know, you just said something that triggered this thought. First of all, private lenders, when they first start doing business with you, they always have more money than they tell you. 
because they want to see how things are going to go. And then after they start doing business with you, they don't even want the money back. I mean, yeah. when I've got a new private lender and I contact them and say, look, I'm getting ready to cash out on this deal. You're going to be getting a check in the mail. No, 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 no. Can't you just keep the money? Well, no, I'm not going to keep the money unless I'm going to have it secured by a property. However, we do a lot of substitutions of collateral on smaller amounts of money, like $30,000, dollars $50,000 that we use for rehab money. If we cash out on that deal and I got another property that I can move that money to and just re-collateralize that note, we do substitutions of collateral so all the time so private lenders can keep their smaller amounts of money at work. Yeah. That's just what's so cool about real estate as the vehicle and private money putting work together or putting putting their money to work to create op- create opportunities and, and create earning uh, potential for yourself. And you can be so creative with private money. I, I mean, there's to some extent some rules around it, but generally speaking, you can kind of write the rules as you go as long as it's not uh, too crazy. And, um, and it, it just makes there the opportunity for, for doing more deals and, and creating opportunity and wins for everybody. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you're doing business with a private lender, there's no licensing that is required. Uh, private lenders and the real estate investor, I mean, the private lender is not regulated by the commissioner of banks. You can do business with as many private lenders as you want. I got 44. I got 44 private lenders right now at all different levels wow. of money investing. We got about eight, eight and a half million dollars from these lenders that we just moved from projects to projects to projects. And you can do as business, you can have as much private money as you want with as many private lenders uh, in, in as many states as you want, right? I mean, yeah. some people have got this misconception, oh, I can't borrow across state lines. Well, a lender can't loan you money across state lines if they're regulated by the commissioner of banks, but private lenders are just individuals like you and me. I know. That's what's so cool is it's people like you and me, which is kind of surprising because, again, you might just think of banks, you might think of these institutional lenders as source for money, but it might be the person that's sitting right next to you at the coffee shop or the the next person you shake hands with at the meetup. So, so how do people find private money lenders? We talk about what they can do for us and how we're both super excited about private lenders, but how does, how does someone find a private lender? Sure. Well, there's three primary categories of private lenders. The first category are people that you got some kind of connection with, right? Are they in your cell phone? Are they on your email list? Are they your Facebook friends? And I don't mean your fake Facebook friends. I mean (laughs) people you actually know, right? Your Instagram connections, your LinkedIn connections, any kind of social media, your social groups. Who do you go to church with? Who are you in the Rotary Club with? Who are you in the Chamber of Commerce with? Any kind of connections that you have. That's what we call the warm market. And there's steps to approaching that warm market to where you're not running around with your hair on fire, you know, trying to chase down money. Because look, let me tell you, Dean, since 2009, I have yet to ask anybody for money. I've never (laughs) asked a private lender for money. And people ask me all the time, well, how do you you have eight and a half million dollars? Well, there's no chasing. There's no begging. There's no selling. 
the warm market, I teach them what private money is and what my private lending program is that I pay people and how they're protected. And as soon as they learn that, they're chasing me, right? Yeah. And in fact, I've never pitched a deal, Dean. I mean, I don't even know what pitching a deal is. I'll tell you why. When I first teach someone in my warm market what private money is, they tell me how much they have to work with. Is it investment capital? Is it retirement funds? Do I need to introduce them to my self-directed IRA company representative where they can move retirement funds over and then fund my deals? So they know the program. They tell me how much they got. And I said, great, I'll go find you a deal just as soon as possible to put your money to work. And so here's a big mistake that some real estate investors make. They talk to a new potential private lender, and in the same conversation, they try to sell them on a deal. My word, listen, <laughs> you just asked a private lender to make too many uh, decisions. And secondly, you sound desperate. You sound yeah. desperate, and you don't even intend to sound desperate. So we do it in steps. We have a new private lender. They love the program. They know how much money, I mean, I know how much money they have. Now, I'm going to go find them a deal just as soon as possible. Well, that could be in two days, three days a week, whatever. I'm going to put that minute to work as soon as I can. So I call them up. The most stupid thing I could ask them is, here's a deal. Do you want to do it? Of course they want to do the deal. <laughs> They've been waiting on my phone call. And if I call them up and I say, here's this deal. I mean, you know, the problem some people make is they just talk too much, right? So you call them up and here's my script. Number one, I got great news for you. I can now put your money to work. I got a house in Newport with an after repaired value of 200,000. The funding requires 150,000. I know you got 150,000. You already told me. The funding requires 150,000 and you need to have your funds wired to my real estate attorney by next Thursday because we're closing on Friday. End of conversation. <laughs> and they go, okay, right? Okay, they're waiting on the phone call. Yeah. So back to where you find these people. You warm market people you got some kind of association with, they're in your cell phone, whatever. Um, the second category is what I call your expanded warm market. Sometimes people will say, Jay, my people are broke. I don't know anybody with money. First of all, I don't believe them. Okay. I think they may be intimidated, right? And don't want to teach people or talk about private money. But anyway, I teach networking, how to expand your network, right? Networking can have a lot to do with how much private money you attract. The third category are what we call existing private lenders. Ooh. I mean, individuals, people that are already loaning money out to real estate investors. Well, how in the world do you find them? Well, I'm going to tell you three places right now. Where do you find existing private lenders? Well, the first place you can find them is in public record. But don't do it the way I started out doing it in 2009. I hired my real estate attorney's paralegal to search local public records at the courthouse looking for deeds of trust or mortgages of people loaning money out to other people that were secured by a mortgage or deed of trust, loaning out money on real estate. In 90 days, we found two people in my little area. I said, there's got to be a better and quicker way. So I actually hired some sophisticated software um, developers and I created my private lender data feed and we update it every month and we get every private lender loan funded by individuals across the nation every oh, month. Baby. There's about 12,000 transactions a month. 
nationwide of individuals funding real estate deals, right? Wow. Well, don't worry. I'm going to share with you, Dean, and your audience at the end of the show, how they can get that for free. Um, and the third place where you find existing private lenders are at self-directed IRA networking events. Did you know that 70% and more of account holders at self-directed IRAs, and you might want to tell people what that is, at self-directed IRA companies, over 70% of them want to loan their retirement funds out to you, the real estate investor. And wow, these self-directed IRA companies have networking events on Zoom. They have them in person. In fact, I'm really good friends with the owners of a big self-directed IRA company that's having a networking event the last week of September, and they're expecting a thousand people at that event. Imagine going to an event where there's 700 people walking around wanting to loan you money. I say the more money you waller in, the more money sticks to you. So go where the money is, right? Yeah. So that's where they are. Your own warm market, people you have connections with, networking and existing private lenders. Yeah. Wow. That's that's some golden nuggets right there, uh, which if you think about it, the thing that might be holding you back in your mind from doing your next deal or getting started or growing your business might be the lack of resources, but maybe it's the lack of resourcefulness, which is to go out there and find other people's money that you can use and leverage on those deals that you're doing. And like you said, you're not borrowing it at 75% of the purchase price, 75% of what it's worth when it's fixed up. Now, granted, you got to bring the deal that makes sense and you only want to do a deal that makes sense. But how awesome is it to be able to bring those funds to the table, create a, a winning opportunity for them and for yourself. And so uh, get resourceful. I love that. Those some golden nuggets there. Um, I've been fortunate enough that all my private lenders I've worked with and I've worked with hard money lenders too that I've I've had great relationships with. Um, the private money lenders, they've all been the local good old boy kind of relationship or you know, through um, someone who I met through a, a networking event or something like that and in conversation, kind of asked them what they were doing and told them how I was using other people's money to buy deals. And um, they just happened to say, well, hey, I'm interested in that, right? So um, you can build the relationship from there. So- Man, there's some good nuggets there. I took some notes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be spending some more time. Uh, the resource that you said that you have bringing in uh, those transactions and just on a silver platter saying, "Hey, these people are lending," sounds incredible. So I look forward to checking that out. Um, so let's let's talk about the rules of private lending because you know it just sounds so easy and and so uh, abundant, which. I'd say that that's true, um, right? But there's probably some rules around it. So what are just some good guardrails to kind of lay out there so people understand what what they should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing? Sure. Well, first, let me speak to that word that you said just a moment ago, and you said the word abundant. Let me share some specifics. Prior to COVID, prior to March 2020, there was $18 trillion with a T. $18 trillion in cash sitting in people's retirement accounts, and they didn't know what to do with it. Today, this side of COVID, not $18 trillion, $31 trillion. Ooh. Where do I get that figure from? 
<laughs> I got that figure from questtrust.com mm -hmm. out of Houston, Texas. $31 trillion as of two months ago, sitting in cash wow. in retirement accounts, and people don't know what to do with their money. And it's our ethical and moral responsibility to relieve them of their problem, right? <laughs> By showing them what they can do with it and get high rates returned safely and securely. So I wanted to speak to that abundance. So what are the rules that you need to follow and be uh, careful about? Well, there's one big rule, and that depends on how are you reaching out and talking with potential private lenders? Well, a few years ago, the law changed and you can actually legally, legally do what's called open solicitation. You can go on the radio, you can go on TV, you can go on the internet, you can put an ad in the paper, if you have a newspaper even left in your area, but you can go out to the public and say, hey, you know, and, and talk about your private lending program or you're looking for investors or whatever. That's called open solicitation and it's legal to do it today. However, there's a caveat. You can only borrow from accredited investors, okay? If you do that, I've never done open solicitation. I've never had to and you don't have to either. So do private money my way. Do private money Dean Rogers' way and you won't have to. And here's what I mean by that. It all comes down to how did the conversation start? So I'm not going on TV. I'm not going on radio. First of all, people that are in my warm market, I've already got a relationship with them. You can do business with them people right now. Now, existing private lenders, you need to start a relationship with them. So like in my private lender data feed, I've got two letters that we mail to these people. And when they respond to those letters, I'm not asking for private money. I'm just talking about making a connection as someone being interested in real estate investing. And when they respond to those letters, now we can begin a conversation and a relationship. I already know they're loaning money out. So I just ask them to tell me about their experience as a private lender, loaning money out on real estate, start the conversation, start the relationship, do business together. But I didn't go out to the world on the radio looking for private money. So it all comes down to one-on-one -on -one conversations, right? Like, for example, I've raised $969,000 at one particular private lender luncheon. I just invited 20, 15 to 20 of my associates, people that I've got some kind of, you know, relationship with. And at that private lender luncheon, I had my real estate attorney, I had my realtor, I had my CPA, I had my team members, and I had one or two other current private lenders. And so here, I taught them the private lender uh, program at that luncheon, and boom, there's almost a million dollars right there just from that one luncheon. So it's networking, it's conversations one-on-one -on -one or with a small group. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the, the very first private lender that I got, you're gonna like this story, was me at the beginning days of doing flipping, right? It's when I was doing direct to seller marketing, which is which is all I've done since day one, right? Um, and had one of my prospective sellers call me and say, "Hey, I got your you know postcard in the mail, and I see you're interested in buying this house. Well, I'm not interested in selling, but I have three million dollars in the bank. You know what could you do for me?" I was like, what can I do for you? I said, well, <laughs> uh, 
we work with people just like you. We're looking to fund our deals and, um, you know, <clears throat> we should get together. We should talk about our, our deals. I could give you a 10% interest return. He said, when can we meet? So we met that that week and um, I actually didn't even have one uh, one flip going yet, but I had just began my partnership with my now still partner. And uh, and he was an experienced investor, had flips. So we used his credibility to say, hey, here's the flips that we got. And, you know, this is what we're looking to do. So, boom, the relationship started. He said, oh, by the way, is it all right if I bring my friend to the meeting? He has more money than me. I said, that's not a problem at all. So, you know, both of them showed up and and they were both experienced real estate uh, investors themselves that were later in their career just looking to get a passive return. So, um, we, you know, did nearly a hundred transactions with just the two of them, um, over, you know, uh, over a couple years and, um, man, what a, what a beautiful thing. That's fantastic. What a story. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. So, um, all right. So, I mean, so many good nuggets that, that I even took notes here about how you can find people, the resources that you're using. Um, you know, it, can you raise too much money? Is there such a thing of raising too much money, Jay? <laughs> well, it depends on your definition. I do have a problem <laughs> right now. And, you know, you may have a listener that might want this problem. Uh, but right now I got about a one and a half million dollars in what I call money sitting on the shelf that's pledged by private lenders that I've paid off from some other deals. And I'm trying to find a home for all that money. But you know what? I'd much rather have the problem of having money sitting on the shelf than having a deal on the contract and having no idea how I'm going to fund it. And all I can do is wholesale it out and make a little assignment fee instead of staying in the deals that I want to. Yeah. What a good problem to have. So, uh, Jay, you've got an amazing resource you just put together, the private money guide. Okay. This is, everybody needs this because with access to private money, you can remove that limit, limiting belief that you can't do more deals. And I'm sure most of the people listening want to do more deals, right? So therefore could certainly use more private money. Um, why don't you tell us about the private money guide and where people can find it? Absolutely. Thank you, Dean. I tell you, I'm so excited about this brand new private money guide that I just finished writing. It's called Seven Reasons Why Private Money Will Skyrocket Your Real Estate Business and help you build incredible wealth. So Ooh. you can download this private money guide, get you on the fast track to private money and never miss out on a deal that you want to stay in and pay all cash for. You can download it for free right now at www.jayconner.com forward slash money guide. That's jayconner.com forward slash money guide. Get on the fast track to private money. Never miss out on a deal. Love it. Yeah. We'll throw it up on the screen so everybody can see and put in the notes there, but Hey, what a, what a pleasure to have you. Um, I can just tell you're passionate about it and um, man, just the, the nuggets you shared already is so good. So guys go, go to jayconner.com, get forward slash money guide, download this. I know I'm going to download it and be pulling some nuggets out of there beyond what I already got here. So uh, I super appreciate it. Where can people find you? Where where can people find you online so they can stay connected with you? 
Sure. Just go to www.jayconner.com. That's with an E-R. Jay Connor, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com. I got some fantastic uh, resources and training there at the website. And you know what, Dean? We actually pick up the telephone when somebody calls. So what? if somebody just wants to reach out and, and you know, and, and chat and talk a little bit about private money, I'm just glad for you to give me a call at 252-808-2927. That's 252-808-2927. I'm actually a real person that still talks on a real telephone. That's crazy. You know what? I, I tell people that my superpower, my superpower, why I'm able to do the deals that I'm doing and uh, and at, at the scale that I'm doing is because I answer my phone. That's half the battle. If you answer your phone, there's deals on the other side of that phone. And if you don't, you're letting them slide by. So um, Jay, appreciate you ha having you on. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And uh, thanks for everything that you're doing. Such, such good nuggets in here. So make sure to go check out jayconner.com forward slash money guide and stay connected with Jay. Thanks for being on, Jay. Thank you, Dean. All right, take care.